0: Fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. Several shots were fired as President Kennedy's motorcade passed through downtown Dallas. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our
1: world. This is good. please. you coming out your husband can do for you, and what you can do for God. I have a dream.
0: My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I
1: have a dream today. Welcome to the Hagman Daily Show, weekdays, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And now your hosts, Joe Hagman and John Robertson. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Hagman Daily Show. So glad to be here on this Monday morning. Hope everybody had a great start to their summer with a a nice weekend. I know here it rained uh, a lot during the weekend, but still, we are now entering into the sea. We are now in summer, so I hope if you're like me where you live in the northeast, And you deal, like we did this year, with 150-plus inches of snow during the winter that uh, you appreciate and love the warmer seasons, and absolutely we do here, and uh, it's awesome. So uh, spending a lot of time on the weekend on my porch barbecuing and, uh, you know, just hanging out and relaxing as well as getting a lot of other stuff done uh, work-wise and and personal. Uh, Peter Chalk is going to be joining us, and that's what I'm calling him right now. That's the noise you hear. And we're going to have a great discussion today about the media manipulation and who the true enemies of the American people are. We have this division in this country, and it is based on political lines. It's based on on, uh, spiritual divisions. But what is fueling those divisions, and is it... Is it possible to reconcile this, Peter? It's great to have you on. I hope you had a, a great weekend. Uh, As explaining to you uh, earlier today via text, I had kind of a rough morning. For somehow, somehow, my computer screen is, is is cracked. It was fine last night when I went to sleep. Shut the computer. When I woke up this morning. I open the computer and the screen is cracked so I got to deal with that and one of my cats got outside and is missing and that's kind of uh stressing me out a little bit but uh either way we are here and we are gonna uh, get into some of this news and uh, analysis of current events and and what are the serious problems that we are dealing with and who's behind the creation of these problems. Peter welcome to the Hackman Daily Show.
0: Thank you Joe it's great to be with you a one-on-one here and uh I've had kind of an intense weekend uh, and day, Monday so far, myself. Uh, Over the weekend, I wrote a a couple of stories. And yesterday, Sunday, uh, I uploaded a feature to hagmanreport.com. And uh, this arose because I heard that uh, in Portland, Oregon and as we know, that's a very, very left-wing city, might as well call it the People's Republic of Portland, that a demonstration started there uh, almost a week ago now on the part of far-left radical groups, and this has grown now to hundreds of people in Portland who have taken over the sidewalk and the street in front of the headquarters of ICE, that is the federal... Immigration Customs Enforcement Agency and this mob as it were has set up a tent city and these hundreds of people are living there and they've basically closed down that ICE office. They're they're preventing the workers from entering and the uh, left-wing radical mayor of Portland announced that he had asked or ordered the Portland police to stand down to not do anything about this and these demonstrators are lying down in the street blocking the street their uh uh, their allegations that they are stealing or they would call it borrowing anything that's not nailed down from in front of any of the neighboring businesses uh they're uh taking up the parking lots of restaurants and driving the restaurant owners crazy and uh so i started researching this story which i thought was pretty incredible and then I very quickly found out that this is now a national movement of uh, left-wing groups. One of them is called Democrats Socialists of America. They're behind this, including in Portland. There's another radical group called Direction, Direct Action Network. And there are, then there are the vestiges of the Occupy movement that remember we remember from 2011 when yep. these ragtag groups uh, in various cities – Occupied or camped in in certain areas in uh, downtown zones of certain American cities and and demanded all kinds of left wing uh, um, things that they're in favor of. So that th- yeah. this has now gone nationwide, Joe, and it's and, and when I looked at as well, anyway, I, what I would recommend to people within the sound of our voice is to uh, please go to HagmanReport.com and check out my article there it's currently right on the top and will be for a while it's called insurrection is here how long now until civil war version 2.0 starts now after i uploaded that article yesterday sunday uh june 24th i did some more research and i expanded the article and i submitted it to american thinker and i just want to note briefly that Uh, I'm very pleased that the article at American Thinker, uh, I was texted this by the editor a while ago, that article has been the number one article there today, and it's closing in on, as we speak, 600 reader comments. So I only mention that not to take bragging rights, but simply to give a sigh of relief because it's been a while since I've had a really hit article at American Thinker because of the curse or the magic of clickbait, the clickbait phenomenon, which we've talked about you know on the evening show, Joe, where I've mentioned that it's uh, online publishing is is going in a kind of weird direction when you look at the business behind the screen and see how it goes. And uh, editors and publishers and even writers and contributors now have to kind of think, is this subject? is this article? that I'm thinking of writing or submitting, does this have clickbait potential? And if not, then you might as well almost forget it, because if it's not getting the hits right away at an online publication, the editor is going to move it on down the list until it disappears. And fortunately, this one, I think, this article of mine, again, titled, Insurrection is Here, How Long Now Until Civil War Version 2.0 Starts? This has touched a nerve, Joe, because we, we, can, we can feel it in the air. Something is in the air as we approach the middle of 2018 here now. The year is going very, very quickly, but things are going a bad, in a bad direction. And this that I've written about yesterday and today is, is just one angle of that bad direction, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and there's so much going on. You talk about the insurrection, and so so much we hear about the pos- or We're in a civil war. I see people saying, you know, that no longer are we waiting for the civil war. The civil war is already here. It's it's just not you know overt. But we have headlines. You know, we saw what the president did with his executive action last last week uh not caving i guess to the to the media but that what they created the media created that manipulated crisis uh he signed an executive order now he's saying that he is going to use the full weight and power of his position uh to you know remo- to make the zero tolerance policy uh, uh work and without judges without courts deport people and this has caused a firestorm but back to the the insurrection and civil war i mean you have a a democratic florida politician who was arrested for threatening to murder the congressman's children and i don't know if you saw this peter but this is one small example of the craziness we're seeing uh from this political rhetoric florida democrat arrested for threatening to murder republican congressman's children and this is uh, a a piece from big league politics and uh, i'm going to get the name right now Uh, I'm having, as I said, my computer screen is cracked, so I can only (laughs) use half the screen, uh, so it takes a little bit to navigate. But uh, uh, this atmosphere that we see, these people who are saying they would kidnap... Uh, the president's kids or Sarah Huckabee Sanders' kids uh, and put them in cages with pedophiles, chasing them out of restaurants, threatening to kill these people, uh, to kill the people is absolutely mind boggling. And this all is being inflamed by the media. And uh, today, if we can, I want to really get into, uh, you know, who is behind this massive uh, psychological warfare operation that we uh, that has been used against the population and has created this atmosphere of of psychosis that we're that we're in but the left is completely unhinged the insurrection is here and the civil war has already started
0: that is the shocking conclusion that i agree with joe it, it it's really unbelievable you know i i mentioned that my article on this subject today june 25th at american thinker has gotten it's closing in on 600 comments reader comments as we speak And I try to read all of the comments because they're very interesting and instructive. And in this case, uh, many of them are downright frightening because many of the readers do echo the sentiment that, yes, we have kind of crossed into new territory here. We've reached some kind of awful critical mass. And if we're not in a civil war, we are as close as we have ever been uh, since the first civil war in the middle of the 1800s. And uh, it, it just it seems like it's getting worse by the day, if not by the hour. I mean, I, you mentioned this, this uh, Florida situation. Well, also in Florida over the weekend, the attorney general there, Pam Bondi, who is a high profile figure. She's a, a vocal supporter of President Trump and she appears frequently, particularly on the Fox News channel. And she was uh, accosted. When she went with a friend to a movie theater to see a documentary on Mr. Rogers and she says that on four occasions on that evening, I think it was Saturday evening two days ago, uh, she was uh, accosted by loud, angry leftists who were challenging her. At one point she said uh, one of these leftists was shouting right up into her face and uh, his or her spit wound up in her hair. And uh, it, it's downright frightening. And she had a she gave a quote to Politico, which has an article on this kind of phenomenon today. And she said, uh, "Next, they're going to be coming at us with guns." And uh, I, I I hope that that prophecy or prediction of hers does not come true. But unfortunately, it would not surprise me the way things are going. We are in a red hot politicized a polarized political environment unlike we've ever seen and and isn't it funny how a lot of the when you when you read articles about this because it's breaking through even into the mainstream now but of course the mainstream media is 95 percent against president trump so they always spin it in their way and they will find quotes from democrats or leftists who say well this is nothing new this kind of thing with on, went on with President Obama, and it's all President Trump's fault now. Now, that's ridiculous. You and I know well that this kind of thing did not go on with President Obama. Uh, if if even a smidgen of this kind of behavior was directed at President Obama, his family, his wife, his children, or leading Democrats during his regime, uh, the – Perpetrators would have been held to account by the Secret Service and other agencies, as they should have been, but it really didn't happen. And when it did, the Secret Service visited these people. In the last year, we've had outrage after outrage. Kathy Griffin, the so-called comedian, holding a uh, the head of a, of a mannequin that looked like President Trump, bloodied as if its head had been severed a direct threat to president trump and his family uh nothing was done about her we had the recent instance with uh peter fonda the uh aging actor from 60s drugged out easy rider days who uh really made a direct threat at uh president trump's son again and apparently uh, no bills to pay there either i, I haven 't heard that he's been visited by the Secret Service or any other police agency and Now we see this this bubbling over into uh public events where uh Sarah Huckabee Sanders over the weekend was uh denied service. <clears throat> Excuse me, at a restaurant in Virginia where she had reservations with her family and she was asked to leave because the owner of the restaurant didn't want her there because of who she works for, namely Donald Trump. We had several nights before that a Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen who was uh, accosted while she was eating dinner uh, at a Mexican restaurant in Washington, D.C. And again, these radicals from this group, Democrats, Socialists of America, including one attorney who works for the Justice Department, who's apparently a member of this, this socialist communist group, got into uh, Ms. Nielsen's face and, and uh, ruined her dinner. And, and, and of course, to, to top it off… Uh, Representative Maxine Waters over the weekend was videotaped at a ragtag rally in Los Angeles on the street making incendiary and it seems at least borderline threatening uh, uh, claims to her followers that if they see a member of the Trump administration in public at a gas station – in a supermarket or whatever, they should go back and get a group or a mob together and confront that person and tell that person that he or she is no longer welcome here or anywhere in the country. Now, th- this is like pouring gasoline on a fire. And I-, I can't believe that Maxine Waters is getting away with this, but I think we know why she's getting away with it, don't we? I oh, mean, yeah. she's the right color. To well, get this, away with that kind of incendiary comment.
1: And on the left, Peter, it's it really, uh, it doesn't even matter what the color. Anybody who comes against President Trump with any level of of violence or or, uh, the most, the terriblest rhetoric, they get a pass. And what you mentioned about this uh, Red Hen restaurant that Sarah Huckabee Sanders was was kicked out of, the co-owner, Stephanie Wilkinson, uh, the co-owner of the restaurant who refused to serve press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders on Friday, reportedly cited morality and living up to certain standards as the reason why, Uh, now she's under fire. The historic downtown Lexington, Virginia, Facebook page has a poll up asking, should Stephanie Wilkerson uh, of Main Street, uh, uh, what is this, Main Street, Lexington, be able to keep her position as director? And over 95% of the people are calling for her to resign. And this is an article that's up on uh, redstatewave.com. But you know, there are some pushbacks to this. And, and the president even uh, came out and, and talked about uh, how dirty this was. But when you have people like Maxine Waters, you know, it, like you said, it's throwing gasoline on a fire. These people are inciting and, and uh, using and urging people to get in the face and harass and, and even commit violence against the president and his family, anybody in his administration. And it is getting so bad. I, I'm I have a a fear, uh, a concern that what we saw last May with the James Hodgkinson shooting of the congressional uh, members at the baseball field, that is a micro example of what we're going to see on a much larger scale here in the near future. And the media, they they are the ones fanning the flames. They're not even being the voices of reason. They're encouraging this kind of stuff. And that adds to it.
0: Absolutely, Joe. I mean, we come back again, we circle back to the mainstream media in the United States, which is so unhinged and so off the wall now and so completely in sync and in bed with the radical left in this country with the so-called resistance, uh, the no more Trump movement that seems to be gaining ground on the ground and, and we're not getting the, the true story of even the real news that's happening. Just briefly to cite, when you look at major news stories like uh, North Korea, uh, Trump meeting with Kim Jong-un, a, a, a historic event of major proportions. Yes, it was accorded some coverage by the media, but after a day or two, it was gone. Uh, the same week, the release of the Uh, IG report on the Hillary Clinton investigation by the FBI and the Department of Justice. That was a huge story, which I believe one of the major networks, I think was NBC, didn't even cover it at all on their nightly (laughs) newscast while they're covering all this, these other nonsensical stories. Uh, and, And in fact, the next day after the IG report on Friday of that week, that's 10 days ago now as we speak, this fake meme of the separation of migrant families came out of nowhere. And that, in my opinion, is a psyop, or psychological operation of the highest order. It's completely fake news. The same thing, or worse, that they're alleging President Trump's administration is doing, the same thing went on under President Obama. And, And Trump has been trying to solve it, hence his executive order last week trying to get to reunite these families. But when you look obviously at the bottom line of that story, uh, it it suggests how Americans have been brainwashed and propagandized in recent years so that instead of wanting to protect the borders and uh, deal with illegal immigration – the underpinnings of this are an open borders mentality. Anybody who wants to come here or says they need to come here should be allowed to come here and go right into the uh, right into the country wherever they want to go, fade in, not have to, to meet a judge, you know, just uh, uh, catch and release with their families if it even is their families that they're with and when you start to drill down into the facts of these issues and do a little research and, and see what's really going on here it's 180 degrees apart from how the media is reporting it and it's it's just absolutely yeah. sickening you know oh no you mentioned the uh, the incident last uh may may of 2017 or june i think was actually where the Uh, disgruntled leftist Democrat shot up the baseball practice and and seriously injured uh, Representative Steve Scalise. I'm also reminded of when Black Lives Matter was uh, running high a couple of years ago, and they were marching through the streets of Manhattan, New York City, shouting and chanting, what do we want? Dead cops. When do we want it? Now. And I think it was a week or so later that two New York City policemen were ambushed, and if my memory is correct, they were both killed. They were assassinated by by some individual who heard this call to violence and went up to New York City from Baltimore and lay in wait for two cops that he could find to shoot, and he killed them. So there, there it seemed to be a direct relation, and and, and we see – we see now uh, – I also covered in my articles, Joe, the one at HagmanReport.com today about the insurrection and also at American Thinker. I, I looked into another area that is, is what we're – it involves what we're talking about, and that is the uh, – this is kind of bubbling below the surface, but it's informing all of this stuff where we're we're allowing illegals to come into the country. We're not holding them legally accountable. Just come on in. Ignore the law. And and settle in and and welcome right the welcome mat is out the law be damned well we are seeing this meme or this this new uh, method actually voiced now by political leaders I mean we've known for a long time Joe that certain protected classes uh, have it easier with the law whether you're in the political suites like Hillary Clinton or deep state bureaucratic operatives like the crew uh, who uh, did dirty deeds at the FBI and the DOJ and they haven't been called to account. But it's from the streets too, from the streets to the suites. And we see that if you're a member of a protected or favored class, a person of color, a so-called minority, an illegal immigrant, the truth is that you get a pass From authorities more often than not now we've known this is the case but it's been hard to prove but now in recent weeks we have seen uh, political leaders for example the the mayor of austin texas has come out with this crazy order to his police force austin being another super left-wing city deep in the heart of texas and he's basically ordered his police to stop arresting people of color for what they call minor crimes, Uh, minor burglaries, uh, smoking pot, using drugs, selling drugs, a whole litany of crimes. And the reason stated for this crazy policy is because the jails and the prisons are are too filled with people of color and minorities. So the way – because the facts are, unfortunately I have to report – that minorities and people of color commit crimes at a higher rate than other groups. So that's why they're in prison for the most part. But to solve this problem, these leftists politicians are saying, well, we're going to redefine what is a crime, and we're not going to enforce crimes when we see people of color or minorities committing them, and therefore will be arresting Fewer people of color and fewer of them will wind up in jail. That's how we're going to solve the problem. It's absolute insanity. And
1: and what the media has has done, Peter, you're exactly right, with the the Black Lives Matter promoting the the death of police officers. That resulted in multiple, the the example you mentioned in New York, but also in Arizona, in Florida, there were multiple uh, police officers that were ambushed. And I want to talk uh, back up a little bit and talk about something you mentioned, this brainwashing. I have a book in my hand that's called Tavistock Institute. Uh, social Engineering the Masses. And it says this in the in- introduction. It says, Tavistock in Sussex, England, is the w- world center for mass brainwashing and social engineering activities. And it goes on to talk about how uh, this is, is planned. And what they want to do uh, is basically, and what they have done, is destroy the moral uh, uh Compass of this country, and then you know continues to inflame emotions, and they have, as you said, it's psychological warfare. Uh, they have an actual psychological warfare bureau at the headquarters of Tavistock Institute. But these institutions and think tanks and, and satanic global elite propagandists from Hollywood to the media to the politics, these people who are social engineering uh, uh, mankind to change their behavior, basically to to in, an, in the base attempt is to keep them in out of heaven, to send them to hell, to get their soul uh, taken away from the Lord. Uh, and everything else is used as a distraction to do that. But when we see a society that allows and encourages, and the mainstream media is the biggest part of this, that encourages this attitude, th- this violence, this perversion, this immorality, you know we are in trouble. I know uh, for a fact, even growing up, I knew the media was, was uh, you know, not truthful, it was dishonest. But to see it go from at least it would it would pretend to stand up for morality now they've done a 180 and they are promoting immorality they're promoting perversion and they're saying that those who don't agree with that are basically uh they're on their way out and they that's what they're setting up right now and it's a very uh tense and and confusing time if you don't understand the spiritual aspects and the, the how those spiritual aspects work with uh, mankind the, this elite group of men mankind who 've devoted themselves to Satan to deceive the whole world in the Bible it says they've they 've made a covenant with death and and a pact with hell and that 's exactly what these people have done, and they 're attempting to to bring everybody with them and that 's you know what is at the foundation of all this, but the psychological manipulations. Is obviously having an impact, if since we see people acting on on this uh, fake anger that they've created in the media.
0: Joe, you've opened a door on a really important area, or group of areas, or maybe I should say a Pandora's box because it's so complicated, but it's so important. And as you know, we talk about this often when I do my Monday night hour-long appearances on the Hagman Report, and in fact, uh, in preparing for tonight's program. Uh, Before the news of this weekend grabbed my attention and kind of moved to the front burner, I was preparing uh, a presentation for tonight, which I may be able to touch on. We'll see as it goes later about this very thing that you've opened the door on, Joe, the the psychological manipulation of the population, in this case, the American public. And I was going to take it back specifically to the 1950s and 60s and how guilt was a a very powerful, motivating force was started to be planted in the American people, especially Americans of Caucasian or European background. And the tool was the Civil Rights Movement, which was, it started organically to grow up at a grassroots level in the 1950s and even earlier to make sure that black Americans finally got all the rights that they deserved, but it really got out of control in the 60s. And I've done some new research on actually the socialist and communist influence on the civil rights movement from its earliest days. And uh, it's an involved and detailed story, but it took over the media in the 60s, With a meme, of course, we didn't have that word at the time, but it was a meme of guilt. All of the struggles of black Americans, the history of slavery, and the need for supposedly things like affirmative action and preferential treatment, these were gained because the power structure, as they called it, and uh, citizens, primarily Caucasian European origin citizens, were guilt tripped to the extent that they would almost give away the store just to make themselves feel better and less guilty and they thought to help blacks and make blacks feel better. But as we've seen in the history that ensued in the next 40 or 50 years, it did not work. And the relationship of all of this psychological operation type stuff to today is that we see the guilt trip working and in full force in living color as we look at this fake meme story of the separation of families because what is that relying on again it's relying on guilt oh how can you how can you go forward in your day-to-day operation while ignoring in your day-to-day life while ignoring the suffering of these poor migrants with their children being separated and then they'll play audio tapes supposedly of children crying having been separated from their parents or videos alleging that that migrant children are being kept in cages. And, and this is to hit at the guilt gene that everybody has, so to speak. And, uh, you know, another thing you, you brought to mind by mentioning the Tavistock Institute, Joe, and that's a really fascinating subject This this think tank uh, shadowy group in the United Kingdom which has been uh, operating for decades now and somebody who looked into that was Dr. John Coleman who wrote a wrote a book several decades ago called the committee of 300 it was his thesis that there was in effect a committee of 300 shadowy people in the world who are basically running the show and he included the Tavistock Institute in his analysis and I believe it was in his book in which he uh, he related what the Tavistock Institute was doing there in the United Kingdom to, of all things, the popular rock music that came about in the 1960s, starting with the British invasion, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones in 1964, and everything that followed, and it quickly morphed into a a drug invasion within a year or two that uh, popular rock music, which seemed very fresh and new and captivated millions of American youth, was matched up with the infusion of drugs into the culture of marijuana and then especially the psychedelic or psychoactive drugs like LSD and mescaline, which were very, very powerful and which actually went into widespread distribution after experimentation by the Central Intelligence Agency of all things. The CIA did Name experiments with LSD and other drugs in the 60s, and uh, many of the people they experimented on then became uh, pie-pipers of these drugs and went out into uh, the community and the media selling their so-called benefits. So these are big stories, Joe, and we we do what we can to try to inform Listeners and at night viewers as to how this all fits together. But wow, it's a complicated puzzle. But once you know some of the history, you can look at what's happening today and you can see it much more clearly and, and hopefully not be fooled or, God forbid, brainwashed by it.
1: In, in this book that I have I have not read it yet but one of the chapters is titled the doors of perception the CIA's psychedelic revolution and I'm sure that speaks of, of to what you're talking exactly what you're talking about but one of the uh, in the introduction I guess uh, to, to sum this whole thing up with the Tavistock Institute it basically says this that this is their mission the ultimate goal being the complete removal of mankind's inner sense of identity the tearing out of mankind's innermost soul and the placement in the vacant space of an artificial Official, synthetic, pseudo soul. Uh, it's the, and they go on to talk about they want to change mankind's self image in order to uh, basically create this new man, and that's what so many of the uh, that that's what you know uh, uh, Crowley wrote about. Uh, you know, creating this new man, and what they've they've been able to do that since they removed God from the schools, God from the you know the courthouse and the, the Ten Commandments and all that, and they've allowed and let in all this perversion. We have seen the delusion, uh, the the spiritual blindness that is that is leading to this delusional uh, mindset, and we're moving in at a rapid pace towards this one world government system. See that what's so interesting is that the social justice warriors the progressive left they they claim that they're sticking up for civil rights and you know women's reproductive health rights and for these children but it all of this is used as an attempt to push us towards a one world government system and we can talk about you know all the different ways that that's happening but it is all moving us towards this with this community uh you know global hive collectivism mindset that they have and 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 it's like that every morning they wake up and they receive a a download in their brain of you know the talking points they they're unified in their in their message it doesn't matter the hypocrisy They, they they have no shame so they have they don't recognize their own hypocrisy but whatever they need to say or do to advance this agenda, uh, they're going to do it. And and nothing is out of the realm of, of possibilities. Nothing is too low. Nothing is too violent. Nothing is too evil. They are willing to do it all. And they're going to destroy not only this country, but the world in the process.
0: Well, Joe, you've opened up another really important door of inquiry here into, I guess, what we might call the spiritual dimension. Uh, you're quite correct that The agenda, a large part of the agenda of these uh, mad controllers who at their core are socialists, communists, atheists, or if they believe in anything, they believe in Satan, apparently. Uh, As did um, Saul Alinsky, the radical who wrote the book Rules for Radicals, which became the Bible for Hillary Rodham Clinton when she was in college and and many other radicals. And he dedicated that book to Lucifer. So, yes, starting uh, probably 50 years ago, uh, full bore, these nefarious forces which have now achieved critical mass in the United States and, and quite frankly, in much of the world – tried to dechristianize our society and turn americans into a bunch of disbelieving atheists you know if it feels good do it the ten commandments you know out the window no room for them and of course when you achieve a society where people don't believe in god or the judeo-christian ethic which is what made this country great and made its constitution and declaration of independence possible. If you destroy that belief, if you believe in nothing, it has been said you'll fall for anything. And that's exactly what's happening today with probably half the population of this country. You look around, you talk to people, you read the news, you see what people are saying, commenting, even at the highest levels, and you know that in their hearts – There is no belief in God. They're either atheists, agnostics, or they believe in something really dark and bad. You know, I was thinking that that this this woman who owns the Red Hen restaurant, uh, whose name is escaping me, but this is my opinion only, but the way she insensitively asked Sarah Huckabee Sanders and her family who had made a reservation – had sat down to dinner, and in fact had been initially served. Apparently, they had been served either bread or, or, or water, or an order had been taken. Suddenly, uh, after a, a period of time of sitting there, they're asked to leave to get out. And I thought, can this woman possibly be a woman of? belief of spiritual belief of Christianity it doesn't I I would my opinion would be probably not because how could a Christian person tell somebody to get out of their restaurant we're not going to feed you that seems to me like one of the most unchristian acts you could possibly take now that's on a micro level but we can take it all the way up to the top Uh, the, the perversion we see spewed from our Popular culture—you know—whenever there's a Super Bowl halftime show, chances are it's going to be some display of satanic imagery, chanting and words and music. It, it, it's simply unbelievable. You you look at it and your jaw drops open. Even if you're not a prude, even if you're not uh, a minister, you're looking at this and going, "My God, what is this?" And it's the complete debasement of our culture which went hand-in-hand with shutting down religion, exiling the Judeo-Christian ethic from our society, and welcoming the new age into the mix. And now anything goes and everything goes. And, you know, I wrote an article, I think uh, last fall it was, on a, uh, a, a poll that had come out, if memory serves correct, I think it was by the Pew research group, which, of course, confirmed the obvious that we see that uh, people who practice the Christian faith actively are shrinking in number. Church attendance is down. It's way, way down. Uh, People who are asked in public opinion polls... What, if anything, they believe in? There's a, a, a growing number of people who say they believe in nothing. And I believe this was especially the case among mil- millennials. And, and again, if memory serves correctly, millennials who describe themselves as Democrats at a very high percentage saying they did not believe in or follow any religion at all. I think it was around the 40th percentile. So that bodes very, very ill, in my opinion, for uh, our future, if not our imminent future. And again, it's something we have to look at in trying to understand how did we get to where we are today? It didn't happen organically. It didn't happen naturally overnight. These in many cases were witting decisions and and controlled psyops that have gotten – uh, the people into this mode today, and and it's really a sad and tragic state of affairs.
1: Yes, it is, Peter. And, and to what I said earlier, uh, when I mentioned this headline, it wasn't a congressman who was arrested, but there was a Florida Democrat arrested for threatening to murder the Republican congressman's children. But w- what you just said, uh, you know, we are in uncharted territory here now we always point out the problems we we, uh, analyze the media we analyze uh, the political world but one thing I have a question about is is it is is there any other solution other than uh, a conflict because I I don't see it and I'll give you an example yesterday uh, I had the opportunity to uh, go down to a friend's house of mine and an old friend lives in the same neighborhood and we were walking around the neighborhood and I stopped at my old friend's house and his parents were there Uh, somebody I grew up with and and grew up with their parents and we were talking about the the show and what I talk about on the show and these guys uh, 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 his name's Ruben he's he was from Mexico his parents were from Mexico uh, he hates him and his wife hate President Trump. They, they buy hook, line, and sinker everything the media is saying. They basically believe he's a pedophile who puts children in cages, and he's this inhumane dictator, Nazi. Uh, and and I had a discussion with them about it, and it didn't get really you know tense. I tried to explain to him, uh, you know, what the truth of the matter was. I explained to him that the picture of the kid in the cage wasn't even an immigration uh, photo, that that was uh, their parents who did it. I went through all these different talking points with them, but it didn't matter. They, they wouldn't change their mind, and I said, you know, let's stop talking about this. We can agree to disagree, but that mentality, uh, I'm just so shocked at the percentage of people uh, that have no common sense, that can't think for themselves, that have no discernment whatsoever, and they believe everything that the media says, and that is so dangerous, and now we're moving in, in this technological era you know towards more having you know the computers all around you in your refrigerator in your wallpaper and everything is be- is becoming centralized around these computers and the dissemination of information is directly related to that that technological explosion but it's not accurate or truthful information it's the the brainwashing is what they're using this for this technology for and I'm uh, uh, certain in my lifetime we're going to come to a point where somebody like me is going to is going to be hunted down for, you know, refusing to to join this system. But that's what this mentality is creating. But I just don't see how we can, I don't see the solution here. I don't understand how we can fix this problem.
0: Well, you know, Joe, uh, what you just described, uh, many of us have thought this might be a possibility ahead, but we've, we've tried not to go there. We've tried to remain hopeful and say there are, are peaceful methods that will get us back to making america great again without some kind of, uh, of violent or physical conflict but the more we go the further we go into this it's becoming harder and harder to hold on to that dream and i would simply cite again the uh, now over 600 reader comments that my article got today at american thinker june 25th 2018 on the insurrection will this lead to civil war and when and it's sad to read these comments, many, most of them very well-informed, sensitive, patriotic, conservative Americans. And they are increasingly talking about, yes, the Civil War is here. We have to be prepared, lock and load, and get ready to defend ourselves. And, and, and this is a really sad, but unfortunately, I think it's an accurate commentary on where we've wound up and and it's so sad too because I think we've gotten here to this place where so many Americans are just brain dead apparently you, you just cited an example with several old friends of yours and I have examples where I've been shut out by people I've known in one case for 50 years a good friend of mine for 50 years basically told me he doesn't want to have anything to do with me anymore because uh, I I'm a conservative and I like Donald Trump and Fox News. So he shut the door on a further relationship. It was very painful to experience that. It's divided families. I think it's, it's approaching the level of what happened during the first civil war in the 1860s. And the reason I think it's unnecessary is we've arrived at this situation of division and ideological polarization because of manipulation. I was thinking about, for, just to cite an example, uh, the election of Barack Hussein Obama in 2008. Now, there was a marginal figure, if there ever was one. Barack Hussein Obama. He was a a nobody in Illinois. A, you know, a backbencher Senate member who voted present most of the time. He was inept. He was not destined for greatness. Then somehow he got the the push and the pull to carry him over the finish line. And even though he's running against a very weak candidate, John McCain, in 2008, he didn't win by a landslide of LBJ or ronald reagan proportions he won by like what five six percent you know big deal and then he had a hard time oh and by the way he also ran as kind of a middle of the rotor he was the one who was to the right of hillary she's the one who said i'm going to have a mandate for socialized health care and obama was saying no we don't need a mandate of course as soon as he got in he wanted a mandate and he shoved obamacare down our throats but that legislation we had when he had complete control of the Senate. And the House passed by only three or four votes in the House of Representatives, and it was lied about to get it passed anyway. So my point is that he had a minority of activists and agitators really behind him, but they can do a lot of bad work. And in the eight years, he planted probably 10,000 of his appointees throughout the bureaucracy, the deep state, the shadow government, and they're doing their dirty business now. But there's a limited number of them. I mean there are millions of us and there's probably 10 – I don't know how many thousand of these nefarious people in the shadow government deep state. And yet we have to kowtow to them and cower because they have the power. I mean something is wrong in this picture. And maybe just to wrap this comment up with a bow, maybe we can uh, on our own in our own lives and, and people we're in touch with encourage prayer and the power of prayer i've been touched by many of the people who have reached out to me on twitter and now on emails since i gave out an email address on the hagman report program last monday june 18th and i've gotten over two dozen emails every single one of them thoughtful almost every one of those people corresponding with me a prayerful christian saying god bless you peter saying they're praying for me then I respond that I'm praying for them, they're praying for the country, they're praying for President Trump. And Joe, I think you and I agree that it was prayer, perhaps as much or more than anything, that helped to carry President Trump or Donald J. Trump over the finish line in November of 2016 and make him the 45th President of the United States. I, I, I firmly believe that now, the power of prayer. And if we continue along that path, in addition to everything else we're doing, like hopefully voting in November for conservative candidates, then I think there is a chance. But that might be our last chance. But we really have to pray a lot if we're going to turn this thing around.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's it's a spiritual battle at its core. This is where the, the whole thing began. It's a spiritual battle and evil as – God has been rejected more and more as the churches have become apostate, as society has uh, refused to uh, even acknowledge God, or or if if they even acknowledge him, a lot of people just hate him. Uh, There's so many people out there that don't believe, and that has allowed the manifestation of evil to gain uh, more of a foothold of power, and we're seeing those evil manifestations now more overtly in public, and it's just going to continue. And I guess, Peter, the only solution I can think of, and I'm not, Urging or, or calling for violence or of any kind. When I say this, but the only solution I can think of is a, a group of American citizens, maybe ten to, to fifty thousand strong, uh, removing the people who are in power uh, from you know these people in the media organizations and the talking heads there to the uh, local, state, and and especially federal political positions. Uh, we know we need to wipe out all of congressmen, all the senators, get them out of office, and put uh, responsible honest business owners and successful people uh, who have the best interests of America, that's, that's the only way I can see this ever turning around. Otherwise, the other direction is we do have that conflict. We do have the civil war. We do have somebody like Hillary Clinton getting into office after Trump is gone and instituting these policies where now being conservative is considered a hate crime and you will start to be in prison. That's the other way that this is going to go. Uh, so there's only one of two ways. Either we uh, you know, basically die trying to save the country or we die from lack of action from being killed from uh, these people.
0: I think that's a good point Joe you've made and I think history is on your side backing you up here. Because when we look back at fairly recent contemporary history uh, the civil rights movement and even the anti-Vietnam War movement in the 1960s it was direct but nonviolent action in many cases mass action with large demonstrations uh, that helped to turn things around in terms of civil rights and then the country's uh, support for the Vietnam War. And, uh, and actually, we, we tend to forget or overlook now because the media is not going to remind us of this, nor are the current historians, that Christianity played a very, very big role in the civil rights movement, as well as in the anti-war movement of the 1960s. It, that was the bedrock, in fact, of the genesis of the civil rights movement uh, to give blacks uh, ensure their freedom and their voting rights, et cetera, in the 1950s and 60s, ministers, rabbis, people of faith, and people like uh, Reverend Martin Luther King, who was a bona fide uh, minister with a, a church, were the leaders of that movement, and they had the moral high ground. They often prayed as they were being attacked by racist police in the Jim Crow South, they cited their faith as a reason for being peaceful and not turning to violence, and I think we can take uh, we can take that as a, take that page of history as a, a direction for us as we go forward. Prayer, perhaps matching up with as you suggested, direct mass action of a peaceful nature, but of a strong, prayerful nature to speak truth to the evil power. That is oppressing us. And with God on our side, which we believe, who we believe we have, I think it really strengthens in our ha- and enhances our case, especially if we're not afraid to, uh, to say it or to pray it in public
1: well that's that's right peter and i want to just say this we uh we've covered a lot of ground today we got about five minutes left and uh you know we could have this discussion for hours as there is so many different angles and, and uh, ways to, to go about discussing this but in the near future in the immediate future how do you see this playing out And now let me ask you this we have seen or heard nothing from jeff sessions the, the president is basically left to defend himself uh, you know, we don't see sessions, we don't see these people in the media calling for the, the end of the harassment, the end of, you know, any kind of violence or... Uh, hatred for Republicans or or people based on their political leanings. So what happens in the near future? Does this continue uh, this type of activities where people are being thrown out of restaurant because they're associated with the Trump administration? Uh, And then what we see people, you know, getting beat up or something actually happens to where one of their kids gets, uh, you know, kidnapped or something terrible happens? Is this just going to lead to escalating violence? And, And how can how can uh, you put the, the the cap, the genie back in the bottle after that happens?
0: Well, I think God only knows at this point. But one thing that is absent right now is the enforcement of law and order at the highest levels. And you mentioned Attorney General Jeff Sessions. His name was mentioned by many of the readers commenting to my article today at American Thinker on the insurrection. People are saying, "Where's Jeff Sessions?" Why isn't he enforcing the law? Why isn't he, for example, holding Representative Maxine Waters to some kind of account for the incendiary and rabble-rousing dangerous language that she's using in public to inflame her followers and constituents to possibly – hopefully not, but possibly go out and commit – bodily harm on people who she's denigrating. Uh, This is absolutely outrageous. Now, it was calls to law and order uh, in the late 1960s and early 70s, which not only helped to get Richard Nixon elected, but helped to put the kibosh on the out of control, cultural leftist political revolution that was gaining steam in the 1960s with a lot of illegalities and domestic terrorist acts and it was the big silent majority at the time that voted for Richard Nixon who ran on literally a law and order platform that's how he described it and he went to work on it and got those people under control prosecuted the guilty ones got convictions in many cases and drove some of them like Bill Ayers and his weather underground compatriots drove them underground for a decade so if we could just get back to enforcing the law, that would solve so many problems. That would have taken care of the Hillary Clinton criminality and excesses. It would take care of these sanctuary cities, which are out of control and are pouring more gasoline on the fire and making all of this illegal immigration possible with these huge safe zones. And now an entire state, the state of California, declaring itself a sanctuary state. These things have – the people behind these, these politicians, in many cases who are leftist, socialist, communists, have got to be held to account for what they are doing, which is putting the public health, the public safety – the domestic security, the national security in grave danger. I mean where where is law enforcement at the highest levels? I don't know. But maybe President Trump can take care of this if he could. I mean there have been suggestions that he get rid of uh, AG Sessions and, and maybe he will. Uh, maybe Sessions will resign or – Something will happen then. hopefully divine intervention will come into play to tell that man to get out of there and President Trump can appoint somebody really good. Just as he got rid of the previous Secretary of State and appointed uh, Representative Pompeo, who came from the CIA but was prior to that a representative, who appears to be a really first class, excellent Secretary of State who is working very, very closely with President Trump to try to bring peace to North Korea, and now they're working on uh, Russia with trying to set up a meeting with, uh, with uh, Putin and President Trump. So, uh, you know, anything's possible if you have hope and maybe if we pray harder and if we continue to act, to speak, to inform our friends and anybody who will listen to work on social media and just to get the word out and finally to vote in November.
1: That's one of the, the number one ways we can, uh, you know, affect change is this midterm election. Now, you know, we have to vote in the candidate, regardless of what party affiliation they are, based on, uh, you know, what their policies are going to be. Are they pro-American? You know, as the outro music is playing here, uh, the closing thoughts are, you know, the left has turned into a party where they only stand up for immorality and illegal immigrants. They no longer care or, uh, or about the American people. In any way, shape, or form, and that's going to hurt them in these elections. So we got to find the candidates who want to see the best for the American people and our country and its government to function properly. And it doesn't matter which party they are in, but we need to get those people in office. Uh, It's one of the only ways we can, you know, slow this thing down. But we're
0: heading in a very dangerous direction. Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Joe, I look forward to continuing the discussion tonight on the Hagler Report my segment, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and uh, we'll take it from there. Sounds great. We will be
1: back tonight. Have a great day, everyone. The Hagman Daily Show is brought to you by The Hagman Report. Tune in to The Hagman Report weekdays, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information, go to HagmanReport.com.
0: That's HagmanReport.com.